and welcoming back welcoming back film buff simon cockle is back how are you man <laughs> i'm not too bad thanks very much um like i say it's a bit of a heat wave in britain at the minute it's uh, up in the sort of 90s um and everyone's sweltering and uh, <laughs> no no one no one can take it and no one knows what's supposed to what they're supposed to do because we don't have air conditioning in this country we we literally you know we we have houses and then you just open the window if it gets hot so you know no, nobody really has air conditioning oh well. so everyone's rushed out to uh, I, I don't know uh, uh, our equivalent of home depot and there's Oof. more air conditioning units so you know and they cost like four or five hundred dollars so um <laughs> so yeah so that's where we all are at the minute are you having to also kind of do what some of them are doing in ver various u.s states where you gotta if you want to do laundry you gotta run it like after eight or ten o'clock um no actually there i think there's some sort of like we we have things like hose pipe bands so you can't go out and and water the roses you know you can't you can't do that but there's there's nothing that says you you can't like just use you know and loads and loads of water and have loads of showers not just yet anyway but uh yeah it's um it's it's just unbearably sort of summery and 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 like you know mediterranean here which of course being british is is just really not you know it's not good form so there you go <laughs> you know we're used to much much more sort of moderate climate and uh you know so um so our tea doesn't get too hot Gotcha. That's, that's a real stereotype isn't it i'm british yeah. as well and i can't believe i just said that but there you go well i mean i'm not proud of many things in my country and now i mean with all mm. politically divided we've become i'm kind of to the point where i'm just like any patriotic holiday just i mean it's already bad enough when you're watching a bad movie some of which are even on this yeah. topic tonight where you're seeing a flag waving mm. and uh, annoying you know horns blaring but now when even there's a patriotic holiday is like i don't mm. feel happy anymore because i'm just like it doesn't really mean what it really means anymore <laughs> now it's just everyone's what? excuse let's just be a dick to each other and be like hey america yeah. we're better than I, the rest of you <laughs> i think in this country we i just think people just can't understand the idea that if you have an election and people vote and then the result is announced that you wouldn't just go oh all right then so that was the result it's kind of like to stand there and say, oh, no, no, that's not the result. That That's a hoax. And then we see all these radical comedians on you know, all internationally just yeah. joke, making jokes about maybe we should cap people in the streets. It's like, that's not, no, you can't, yeah. no, that's not a joke. And it's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? If I disagree with you, I'm not going to come up and slap the shit out of you and say you're wrong. I'm going to say I absolutely disagree i find that border patrol you know on sound and what have you and it's just yeah. very sad when you're having to remind people to just have a double standard and we've seen yeah. a big lack of it you know with people doing shootouts at abortion clinics and just yeah. other just very saddening stuff it's just like how did we get to this point and was it just a yeah. matter of time and it just took 20 years to finally unleash mm. We, we always thought it was just like internet trolls or just people who were crazy in the head who were yeah. ex-cons who didn't have any friends and it's like nope <laughs> they've been among us and just now they finally got even more radical yeah it's it is sad you, you kind of like need a sort of a disney makeover you know sort of that's what i'm noticing too it's like 
people are now even when they go to a movie is all there's almost always someone who like disagrees with like a progressive instance and it's like well not some of us do actually legit want to think when we go to a movie we don't want just yeah, sure. predictable formulaic crap and just because it's a major studio production doesn't mean it's great but yeah hey, just because it's indie doesn't mean it's good either you know <laughs> what wasn't there this big thing about the fact that the new top gun movie was hailed as a as an anti-woke film and that you know it was hollywood have finally got their mojo back and made a film with a lot of white guys yeah and, and I, you know women I didn't as, see it. as uh, well, sex actually, objects yeah I, I saw it online and i was just one of those where i was just like this is just another soulless reboot of a yeah. movie that pretty much is just i mean seeing the increase in people who then applied for the army yeah. after that came out i'm like okay so it did its job it was just a so basically people want propaganda movies that are mindless yeah. that have tom cruise jumping off buildings and i'm like that's yeah that's not art to me i want a legit movie that emotionally connects with me and thrills me yeah but I, I think in the democracy, you know, you can you can have films that are in inverted commas woke. You can have indie films. You can have mainstream films. You can have rom coms. You can have action adventure. Half like the Top time Gun. they're saying woke, yeah. but they don't even know what it means. It's just well, no, that's an right. <laughs> but the thing is, in a democracy, you should be able to have all of those films, and people should be able to enjoy that's all. That's true of them. too. Yes, you know, you can and. Have... and I mean, Casablanca's but, propaganda, and it's a classic. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. But you, you know, you if you go to like see five movies, and they're all different. And if if you're intelligent enough to go, well, you know, I I, I really like the film that you know taught me about race and taught me about you know equality. And I also like the dumbass film with you know Tom Cruise flying the plane. I thought that was cool. And <laughs> you I really, too, yeah. Yeah, and I like the rom com, and that was good. You know, and but the thing is, is that you appreciate all. Of those things and and then you can still make informed choices and and and, and be intelligent so that, that it's not to say that you can't have like top gun maverick you know it's just that you have it but when you go and see it you 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 realize that what you're watching is is a quite idealized view of the world or that it kind of harks back to you know films from the 80s and 90s jingoistic reagan era but yeah, then yeah. there's ones where it's just like i, I i'm just more about Go and enjoy it, but don't pretend it's high art. And I think that's where that yeah. choked me off when everyone was like just giving it high ratings and saying, oh, I enjoyed that yeah. so much. I'm like, well, you enjoyed it, but there, there was literally no story. It was just. Well, no, that's right. But sometimes, you know, it, sometimes you just want to see spectacle on the screen, don't you? Sometimes you just want to see. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> you know, like plane zooming around and people you know blowing up and whatever but i think the thing is is that if you if you can bounce that up with you know seeing other other types of films as well then i, d I don't necessarily see there's any harm in it but to politicize everything and to yeah and then because, get angry when other people politicize something is like whoa what well, you just opened the door don't be mad yeah. at other people opened I mean, up and chat about this <laughs> yeah i mean people people make all sorts of films because they want to tell stories and 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 no no two stories are the same unless of course it's a bond movie in which case it's basically the same story every time but i mean i think the thing is is that ev everyone wants to say something different with film and and i think as an audience we we you know we go to movies because we enjoy them but right. i i but I don't think you can, you know, you can take a film and and sort of, 
you know make it a, a, a fit your particular worldview and say this film is now you know this is this is white america and this is what it should be like you know it's it's just literally somebody wanted to tell a story and they chose some characters and and if you think that that's saying something to you well then that's great for you but you know um you know you maybe need to remove yourself a little bit you know um from the from the experience um and uh, and and try to be a little bit more objective perhaps you know but um yeah objective is definitely what we're going to try and do our best on when it comes well to yeah well some of the films we're going to talk about uh, it, it is very hard to be objective about them but uh, oh yeah so but, long story short uh before we begin are there ones on here that you think aren't deserving um well it, like it, they're it, dumb but they're not that bad they're a mediocre five at, out of ten at best <laughs> well i mean I, it, it, if if i if i because i i remember the 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 last time i was on when we were talking about hitchcock and yeah. we we're talking about the birds i i i spent quite a bit of time talking about birdemic in fact i actually probably spent more time talking about birdemic than i did the birds um but the the, the thing about birdemic is it is one of the worst films i've ever seen and, oh, yeah. and, I've, and I've seen manos the it hands of fate it can't decide and it was my first riff tracks live experience but yeah. for those who don't have the riffing experience you know yeah. uh, that the main issue with this movie is uh, you know aside from just the cheap values yeah. it can't, it, you still at the end of the day don't know if it wants to be a horror movie or uh you know an, an inconvenient truth what what is it trying to say <laughs> and i think uh, it's all of those things and none of them isn't it the main really? star can't walk normally or have any <laughs> or presence speak. <laughs> or speak and yeah no Ironically, the actress Whitney Moore has gone on to be in a lot of indie films, and I think she's actually pretty decent, but she has nothing yeah. to work with. And again, when you have GIF files of mm. eagles being the effects, this is like, yeah. yeah, you. And then they made a deliberately stupid sequel, you know, a part two, and it was way worse for me because I was just like, see, you still don't know what's wrong with it. You're just embracing the shit. <laughs> I know. It is just repeating all the same mistakes again. Uh, I, I think my favorite moment from Birdemic is when the two of them are in the hotel room, like half naked. And then all of a sudden the, the he looks so uncomfortable greeting yeah. her. Um, and they and they just sit on the edge of the bed and they they're, they're both looking in different directions, but they've already yeah. put the, the mattress up against the 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 you know the the window and the no curtains are closed yeah. and, and it's like what are they looking at you know what exactly are they looking at and why are they going to try and kill them with coat hangers as you've well? seen student films that are way more competent and yeah so of all of these i have seen 56 percent yeah the bottom 100 how many have yeah. you seen according to your well i mean i i probably say about 25 percent and and i think <laughs> I, I, and I'll, I'll tell you the re the reason why is because i don't watch bad films i i think i'm quite good at choosing films that i know are going to be good so i do my kind of due diligence i, I look on the internet movie database and look and see you know quite a lot of the time if you look at the um the 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 critic score and if that's in the sort of 60s and 70s but the 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 um, audience score is like in the fives or the sixes. You can probably tell it's going to be quite an arty film that the audience didn't quite get. 
but actually yeah. if if, I mean, if, cri- if critics liked it yeah because i um, mean there's often some 40 percent mm. that the general mystery or sci-fi or horror action movie yeah. hits that has a decent like six or seven from an audience so i don't know yeah how but, much but of I'm, it is just cynicism or formulaicness or just yeah that they don't know how to market every movie and that there's been movies which i find very compelling legal cases or mm biographies that no one talks about like the ruth bader ginsburg biography from yeah. like 2018 i thought was a good one uh, and I, mm. no one saw it and i was just like well it didn't have to win awards to be good <laughs> yeah well i mean take take the m night Shyamalan films i mean if you if you if you look from like um uh the sixth sense all the way through to what was the last one he did old wasn't it or time yeah. old oh. wasn't it? oh that's right and if you if you look at the um the internet movie database uh out of 10 the the scores they i think i think sixth sense is somewhere up in the sevens or the eights and then they literally just go down a step each time and and they you know and and when you get to like um uh, after earth or the the last airbender they, they're like down in the threes and fours yeah and then and then they're kind of gradually creeping up but i think the the trouble with a with one of his films is that they're very high concept and i think what he does is he plays around with genre and often the films don't quite fit the genre that they're meant to that that they're advertising it would have worked better in a twilight zone episode rather than a full-length movie well, take the village for example i mean the, the village is an example of a film where you know what kind of film am i watching is it a horror film it seems like a horror film and then is it like you know is it the crucible by arthur miller or or what what am i watching or is this like is it like a psychological <laughs> are they all dead is this heaven i don't know and then of course without wanting to spoil it you get the, the shocking ending at the end makes you wonder and, why you even watched it yeah <laughs> But but the thing is that the films are so well made and they're they're so the the acting's so great, well generally speaking, but the but they're 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 such great movies. I mean, even the happening, you know, I mean I, I love that film and I happily watch it again. Although, I can't get into it, but I understand why it's gotten Yeah. Some but it, I mean it's, it's it's kind of Hitchcock by numbers, but I think the the point about the film is that apart from the fact that the 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 reveal happens halfway through the film which is a bit odd and also the fact that the the actors were all instructed to behave like children so when yeah. they and they give these really weird performances because he said to them i want you to kind of react as though you're children and you don't really know what you're doing some bizarre so that, direction <laughs> yeah so there's kind of quirkiness about it but it's just the atmosphere that he creates it's just the you he know, definitely had the camera work down. I think yeah. I turned away from it just because the the death scenes just took me out of it, like like yeah. something from a goofy eighty slasher, not from a... the bit with the lawnmower is my favorite. I think. Oh, I, I, I just can't cool. stop guffawing in that one. I'm yeah. just like, what the fuck is going on here? But but what's interesting? I mean, coming back to Birdemic as well is that the the films that we've just been talking about in Birdemic, what whatever the quality of the film we're entertained by them so for me and it's it's like the room and like manos the hands of fate the thing is that these films are so much fun to watch and and the thing is is that 
when they appear in in the bottom 100 you kind of go yeah because you know manos the hands of fate is so badly made it's so badly edited <laughs> the acting's so terrible i mean it's the same and it's, with <laughs> and it's all really badly dubbed as well but the thing is is that there's so much fun to watch and, and they had and a you, concept that could have worked and yeah it backfired because the person behind it just had no business being in the chair that is, you know, the director's room. But, you know, the yeah. room is even funnier because you tell people about it and yeah. they're like, well, I got to see this. Where can I find it? And it, it, yeah. it was even more bizarre here in the U.S. because I would see celebrities going to midnight screenings of it. And it almost kind of yeah. was Rocky Horror 2.0 where they would yeah. be talking about it. But when you ask them for like a objective opinion, you never got a straight answer like whether no. it was good or bad or so bad it's good they're just like just go see it and yeah. it's just so crazy how it would show up on adult swim programming block here in the states after like tim and eric yeah. and <laughs> robot yeah. chicken and it was kind of they used to use it as a valentine's day prank i kid you not yeah. so half the time you're watching this i'm like what what am I watching? Is this a bad Skinamax <laughs> crap fest? What 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 is this? Yeah. <laughs> is this but, a sci-fi channel movie? What is it? <laughs> I mean, there's something interesting that connects Birdemic and the room in, in, in that the the author that that made uh, the film came from outside the United States, but had yes. a real a real love of Hollywood. So just um, like Samurai Cop, they had no concept of how to speak properly. They did yeah. weird stuff in real life that they already got a bizarre look, and no one knew where he came from. There's a fun, yeah, funny reference that uh, what uh, it's believed that Tommy Wiseau might actually be DB Cooper. <laughs> oh right oh that's interesting <laughs> i'm like i hope it's true i know it's not but if it is I'm... that would be amazing and uh i almost jiggly is also on here and i feel like that is the unofficial sequel to that they both came out that same year and that right. i could you not that was like one of the first movies that mm -hmm. like when it came out it was like in theaters for like two weeks and then like Usually it takes like five, six months before you see it on, on cable and the movie yeah. channels and paper. It went, I, it did not take long. And next thing I know, I'm seeing on ads, you know, coming to pay-per-view and stars. I'm like, it, <laughs> I thought it just came out. And it, the confusion kept elongating me because around that yeah. same time, there were other movies that were actually good, but bombed. Yeah. Like there was David Mamet's Spartan, the spy film with uh, Val Kilmer, which yeah. was critiqued as being one of the best movies of 2004 that no one mm -hmm. saw like yeah. the marketing backfired and everything and uh, i was confused i'm like hey it's already on cable tv i thought it takes you know three to four you know five years for something to finally you know <laughs> yeah well that's right well nowadays it can be nowadays like it's two years they yeah. uh, they're making marketing uh, gigs right up front but it was confusing yeah. to me because i was just like what's going on here and mm. Jiggly is just very frustrating because there's been rumors in recent years that, you know, Martin Bress, very accomplished guy mm. who used to be good with, you know, comedy dramas, just was taken out of the room. Yeah. And the editing room, not the room. And <laughs> you know him from Midnight Run and Cinema Woman and Beverly Hills Cop. And yes, it's just, this is a movie that it wants so badly to be Tarantino. Mm. And yet you see shades of what you feel might have been something like Get Shorty or something. And then you just can tell mm. that the quality has considerably just dried up because yeah, just none of it connects one to the other. And you're like, 
I, I feel like there's something that does connect us all, but yeah. it's not being very well told. And not. you look at the trailer, it looks like a straight up like romantic comedy. And so yeah. even more mislead. It's like when you mislead people, you you mm. deserve all the blame for just not, you know, being yeah. able to make sense of any of this. Now, obviously, yes, there's a lot of the bad, really unwatchable spoof movies on here by Friedsberg and Seltzberg and Adam Sandler and other shit. And I expected yes. that. Uh, Lindsay Lohan, yeah. Paris Hilton, obviously those aren't movies. But mm. uh, some of them are interesting in that they're kind of movies that you would put on maybe if you wanted a party to end and no one's taking the big hint that it's time to leave. So yes. <laughs> I would totally put on something like glitter or baby geniuses or one of these jaws sequels or human centipede, even if I just yeah. wanted to tell everyone, Hey guys, you know, uh, mm. uh it, it, I'm locking the door. You gotta leave. Yeah. <laughs> and so Absolutely. Shaquille yeah. O'Neal's movies are on here. That's funny. Mm. Um, the emoji movie was a big flop. Oh, I remember here and uh mainly i'm gonna try and keep this a little positive so mm. i'm gonna talk about movies that i did see in the theater right that were kind of critic proof in a way like people were gonna go see it because it was advertised as a easygoing friday or sunday night comedy yeah. so or so some of these there is no defending them because again like mm. simon has very heavily hinted there's just too much bizarre film grain to where it's impossible mm. to even get a proper blu-ray remaster there's just mm. there's so much incompetent cameramen and sound syncing and mm. obviously the u-ball movies are on here because uh, a lot of people are missing the point in that it's not just that it's an incomprehensible based on a video game it's also mm. just that he he makes movies that are just I get that some people like to mock them and everything or, yeah. but I personally can't stand it, any of his movies. Cause just the music is just really bad. It's like <laughs> nails on a chalkboard and right. uh, he always likes to act like it's someone else's fault. And it's like, dude, you made this shit fast. Don't even <laughs> like, it's not even sci-fi channel shock. It's just yeah, like, a student film that you end up not submitting to class because even you're not yeah. proud of it and it's not worth the grade. <laughs> what what was that one that came out recently with um uh oh, I've forgotten the name now. It was uh, Monster Hunters it was called. Um it was uh animated? No, it wasn't animated. It probably should have been, but it was based on a video game. Um Oh uh, yes, that yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that. I one, saw though. some people defending that one and I I was already not, I saw the trailer and I was like, I'm not going to like this because, you know, yeah. I prefer Paul W.S. Anderson when he did something that was a throwback to earlier cinema like Pompeii or yeah. Event Horizon. And this ain't yeah. it. This is just another just excuse to use 3D effects. And yeah. when you have a giant all-star cast and you don't even mm. make use of your actors, it's so incomprehensibly mm. lit and shot. Yeah it's just another bad alien predator clone it's well i i tell you what i've I've got this major problem with cgi right so yeah. you remember uh ray harryhausen yeah and stop he, motion yeah. and classic that's right and the thing is that you I, I mean i don't know from like you know i, I wasn't watching films in the 50s and 60s 60s because i wasn't born then but i i can imagine i can imagine when i you know in the 70s and 80s 
when I watched his films, I remember thinking they're models and somebody's moving them. And I, I understand yeah. how stop mo uh, animation works. And sometimes it was like, oh, yeah, that, that's kind of scary. Or I, I kind of get why that would be scary for that character. But it was like, yeah, they're just models, really, aren't they? They really and were it, just yeah. sort of in sandal type epics. And then those yeah. were the money shot, so to speak, that everyone remembered in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Now, the thing is, is, is about CGI now. So coming back to that Monster Hunters film, you know, uh, so this isn't a huge reveal. There's a big monster in it at the beginning. And the thing is, couldn't all, tell. <laughs> yeah, all, all all you do, it, I think it comes out the sand or something, and all you do is you just sit there going, "That's CGI." You don't sort of think, "Wow, that's a really big monster." It's I hope very it gets mindless. Killed. It's not like Jurassic Park where it makes good use of props and mind-bending CGI, and it's telling a story. And yeah, it's not like Terminator or Die Hard where the action moves the movie forward, and instead yeah. it's just a set piece that you're just going to end up just feeling like you say very disconnected because very little yeah. sense went you, into it if well, you know it's not old. real i mean that's the things you know it's not real you know that it's trying to be real and it right. almost it's almost like photorealism but it, it it's it's like that kind of uncanny valley thing you you because you know it's not real it isn't real so it's just computer generated graphics yeah and so so many films that just rely on cgi it gets even more frustrating when you realize like there's bad CGI in otherwise good or mediocre movies like superhero films and yeah, even period pieces for where they needed pickup shots. But if it gets to the point where it's just taking everyone out of it, then yes, something's got to be said for that because it's like, well, yeah, what, why am I here if but, no one wanted to actually care and make a movie that... But yeah, I mean, it literally is just the, the stop motion animation of the 21st century and, and nobody's fooled by it. And 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 I, I don't know. I mean, the, the only time it's, it's ever worked is I, I seem to remember, was it um, August Osage County? And it yeah. was and, and it was shot in something like the autumn and all the leaves were brown. So they digitally changed them back to green. But you wouldn't know it. You just because you weren't, you wouldn't be expecting it, and you wouldn't. You were already it. invested yeah. in the story, so it's just yeah. like okay. it was a great film. And then you go on the internet movie database and look in the trivia section, and they say they use CGI to change the leaves, and it's like, oh wow, that's really clever. But I mean, if you go and watch King Kong versus Godzilla or whatever, Oof. you know that neither of them are real, and they're not really smashing up Fenway Park, and 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 you know. And, and God, it's God an forbid even... if they ever did, me being a Red Sox fan as well, if they ever did smash up Fenway <laughs> Park, but there you go. And those are even harder ones because yeah. they, they just make me wish it was back to basics where it was a guy in a suit, you know, with yeah. a pretty armored suit and models and everything. So there is yeah. something about that attention to detail where you actually, even if it's not 100% convincing, you at least love yeah. the effort put into it and cgi you know they're now basically outsourcing they're just having a cheap chinese or yeah south korean company hmm. basically work with them and then just try and make it uh, you know for yeah. for cheap and it's like well the the cheap definitely shows and i know you didn't well, intend that so. yeah and and i mean if you take the cgi out of like half of these films they'd probably be in the the, the bottom 100 themselves because, oh totally if there wasn't yeah. any nostalgia if you took away most of the budget and that's what it, 
like like you i do find that mm. annoying how half the time we have to tell these people this is mm. like uh, the plot mm. it's no different than a z-grade movie you know That's on a right, nintendo yeah. channel it it take away that award-winning star and mm. it is so funny how so many people will watch any of these movies here and i'm like yeah, yeah but it's the same as you know godzilla 1998 or <laughs> yeah it's it's just it's just the same but it you know Occurrence. i, I, I I get, I get, yeah, I get tired of CGI. I get, I get tired of being shown something incredible and then um being made to go, look at this, isn't it incredible? If it doesn't hold up on repeat viewing, that's one thing. Like the CGI, I really dig in those new Planet of the Apes films. It, yeah, as up to date in repeat viewings, probably not, but yeah, at least it was telling a story and you were invested as opposed to like that's all it has to offer and take yeah. it away there there's no movie it's just as mm. bad as you know porn without the you know what and it's just yes. annoying how yeah but i am annoyed by even some of these other submissions like there's movies on here i don't even remember seeing right but i have clearly seen because i gave it a rating like there's this movie from netflix called the open house and i'm just like well right. i don't remember it if that's how forgettable a psycho thriller it was and <laughs> Uh, there's other ones on here that mm. are like just so forgettable. I'm like, why would you even put them on here? Mm. Or to even consider them a movie is already insult to injury. Um, mm. Obviously, no one was going to find anything good about a baby genius's film. Those are just bottom of the barrel. But Uli Lommel is another one who I feel is like a U-Ball <laughs> yeah. uh, opponent. It, basically, this German guy, he trained under Rainer Werner Fassbinder. Oh, and he's quality, yeah. Yeah, Rainer, no no denying mm. his talent for just yeah. artsy. He's like German John Cassavetes. He knows how to make yeah. great character studies. But long story short, this Uli Edel guy mm. was training under him. Uh, Uli Lommel, not Edel. Edel's cool. But yeah. Lommel yeah. is annoying because he just makes just, you know, not even Full Moon Entertainment has made anything this, you know, mm barely you know amateur watchable like he just does so many movies that are just like incomprehensible poorly edited and just make you go hey you know at least michael bay doesn't give a shit and just makes an over-the-top movie this guy yeah makes movies literally in his backyard and then tries like he only focuses basically on the mm. cover and you're like yeah and it's also annoying because a lot of these movies also have a lot of fake reviews clearly made by the filmmakers. And oh, that's bad. Yeah. They used to do a lot of back when there were boards, you know, just back and forth saying, maybe you just, maybe you're just jealous. It's like, okay, well now I, w I wish we had what, you know, eyes we had back then, especially with cell phones and screen captures because they really did kind of goof up IMDb. Now I'm sorry mm -hmm. you had to deal with, stuff like dragon ball evolution from justin mckelly because I, I remember when justin mckelly like trailer came out they're just capitalizing you know it was once yeah. again it was a movie based on a gimmick but there wasn't yeah. any actual material let's take two people who won the latest contest of american idol and just seeing the trailer it, i was yeah. like i'm not seeing this i've only maybe seen fast forwarded through it it's not mm. a watchable movie by any means and yeah, I'm not going to blame any of the filmmakers because they. You look at their credits; they do their guns for hire. They do TV movies of the week and mm. award shows and spectacles and miniseries. You know, they're not. 
serious i don't think in any way shape or form and so it's just frustrating because again Mm. it all goes back to the script and if there's nothing there and producers Mm. are going to mess with it and just say add all this in movie advertising then you're screwed already like yeah i'm looking at the writer and they previously did a bunch again a bunch of sitcoms Mm -hmm. and comic relief specials and spice girls movie (laughs) I, I I would probably say, yeah, of, of all the films I watched, it was the one that made me the most angry, I think. You know, it, it was it was it was so I soulless. Mean, yeah, it was so soulless. I mean, I, I guess one of the things is that in, you know, we we don't have spring break in this country. I mean, you know, we we have sort of like, you know, drugs and we have like, you know, knives and we have kind of people having sex and stds but we don't necessarily put that on the calendar and make it in that order in that order yeah (laughs) so so we don't you know so i mean for for british people looking looking at films with spring break you know it does look like some kind of sort of sleazy riot going on on a beach kind of thing and i'm sure it's not like that i'm sure it's far more cultural than just like you know shotgunning beer and and but that's so true too everyone feels like when it's got to be something like this yeah people got to burst in the song yeah Uh, i'm looking at at the trivia and it says it set a record for the shortest gap between theatrical premiere and home video release 29 days (laughs) in less than one month yeah (laughs) I mean, the the whipped cream bikini contest seemed to be like, you know, the the apogee of 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 their cultural sort of like vision. You know, that was the thing. You know, you you could stage an opera on the beach, some Shakespeare. You could do a poetry reading, but having a whipped cream bikini contest that that seemed to be where everything was it. at. Yeah. I'm so glad I put it over my mind, but yeah. Uh, if anyone uh, is going to torture me with this movie, I I, I will mm. I, I will give in. Yeah, <laughs> I will the, say the, you win. Take my credit card. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's used by the CIA as a as a as a torture method. But um, <laughs> the the, the mo- I have to say the most entertaining thing about the film was that there was a character in it called Alexa. So every time uh, um, a character says, "Hey Alexa," my Alexa would go off uh and and say yes what can i help you with so i thought that was really clever so it's like sort of 30 years uh, you know a sort of a joke that only works kind of 30 years in advance from when the film was made right so you wonder whether or not they set it up knowing that in 30 years time people would have you know uh, yeah be in on the joke and yeah i i guess other other than that it was terrible so so bad There's this one producer who a lot of his movies are surprisingly on the bottom 100, mm-hmm. and that is producer Lawrence Kasanoff. He's done right. literally all these movies that, again, are based on toys. So mm-hmm. you already know going in, he doesn't have any vision other than what can I do that will make your kids you know, beg yeah. their parents to rent this nonstop or to yeah. where they'll just buy it and say shut up <laughs> and mm. it's like i can understand these legos and bionicle but then you got just you know uh he's getting some money from mortal Kombat, and yes he did mm. do annihilation on there that movie has its fans but i think everyone who's seen it knows it's trashy and yeah it's mindless and this one that i'm really annoyed by and i've only Keep in mind, I have only seen a bunch of clips on various bad movie review right. uh, sites and videos. But from what I did see, it's 
still very frustrating to me. It's this movie mm-hmm. called Food Fight, and basically oh, right. a bunch of food brands just uh, create their own city in a supermarket. The main issue is just that mm. the animation does feel very unfinished. Like it should just yeah. be. It would be a okay PlayStation game, but it is definitely not a finished movie. PlayStation and, One. Yeah, a thousand yeah. percent in sixty-four PlayStation One, and <laughs> I am getting very frustrated with this one because mm. there is a talented voice cast. Everybody: right. Eva Longoria, Christopher Lloyd, Wayne Brady, Ed oh, Asner, wow. Jerry Stiller, uh, even Greg Ellis, yeah. who you might know from uh, Twenty-Four and yeah. his various Star Trek appearances. And mm. I'm just one of those where it's just like, see, okay, someone was had an agent that sold them mm. this yeah but yet the quality is not there so this it this injured all kinds of people's brands because mm. it's not this animation just looks very sketchy because yeah it was just higher given to the cheapest of the cheap mm. and um you know it could be money laundering it could be just an exercise in, <laughs> it could be used you know. car salesman yeah well that's right maybe it was a, it was a, a tax dodge or something you know maybe there you film go and then that, that he be... owed a debt and he just said okay yeah. well you got it and so cats is on here and yeah. i forgot who gave the funny review i think it was on buzzfeed or whatever my sister yeah. screenshotted it to me and yeah. they were saying the only re- ian mckellen must have killed a guy and yeah. this was his blackmail <laughs> you gotta do this movie if you don't want us to report <laughs> yeah it was just i think somebody said it was the film where just a lot of cats told you uh, who they were one after the other and uh, and that was it. But a lot I mean, of people the, the... were looking forward to it with how bad yeah. it was going to be. And I have seen barely five seconds of it. I, I yeah. had to fast forward for the fucking thing. And my <laughs> my issue is how insulting Universal was mm. to viewers to not only just baby them, but mm. then say we're going to re-release it with better effects like a week later. Yeah. I'm that's where I'm like, don't insult that, yeah. my do- my money. Don't mm. insult my intelligence as mm. any kind of person. And yet so many people played along with it. They wanted to go and suffer through it and mock it. I'm like, no, 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 no. That'll convince yeah. them to make more of this awful. It, it was freaky to watch. It was just, it was disturbing. Some of the images that we, we saw, it was like something out of a David Lynch film. Batman and Robin is on here. But see, yeah. that's the thing. That one, that in Battlefield Earth, they have cool art direction one minute and then revolting images the next. That That's an issue yeah. of too many cooks in the kitchen and ego. And yeah. then, like you say, you have Monos and then you have even Hercules in New York where you got mm. literally a filmmaker making a movie and then having to be taken over by a totally different crew. And mm-hmm. again, like you say, language translation and everyone being forced to do it out of again like you say tax concerns so again soullessness and yeah unintentional amusement it's there there's a lot of other ones on here that i doubt mm. most people have seen like daddy day camp and yeah there's some direct video movies that i think are just mediocre at best mm. like never ending story free as its fans just because it's one of jack black's first appearances but yeah this is it like then there's some ones where like you say the images are insulting enough to where you can't, it can't hide behind, oh, it's just a kid's movie factor. Like, Shark yeah. Boy and Lava Girl and Spy Kids 4, there's no denying they're pretty shitty. They're, 
Well, it's funny because uh, the Shark Boy and and, and Laser Girl, uh, my daughter, who's eleven now, she really liked that film. She used to watch it quite a lot when she was a kid. <laughs> Fair enough. And it, it's it's Robert Rodriguez, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and and I'm obviously I, I've seen his his sort of grown up films, and so um, I kind of looked at it thinking, Christ, that looks completely bizarre. It doesn't help that he's very reliant on working with Tarantino. And when he's not working with Tarantino with Star Wars, he seems to kind of go off his rocker a bit. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, the kids, like I say, my daughter liked it. So I was was surprised that that was in the bottom 100, to be honest. Rodriguez's kids don't like this movie. He made it for them. That is is not good news. Um, Baby (laughs) geniuses. I've I've written down on this piece of paper in front of me. Oh. Please please make it stop. <laughs> that, that was definitely what I was thinking at the time. Yeah. We'll return after these messages. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. Blindknowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. I mean, the bit the bit with the baby walking down the, 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 the street with the cigar in its mouth. I mean, I don't even know. What how, was really to, bad about that one is my, that. my folks got it from the rent, rental uh, yeah. library. Yeah. My siblings who have you know we're all growing up we have no sense of quality at this mm. time yeah we're, we're, we're seeing this movie yeah you know and what's so funny is i didn't see it so i'm watching it and then halfway in i'm like oh make it stop yeah. and uh, that was definitely a hate watch there's some other trash on here that again i can see why it would have fans but there's also no mm. denying that it's its stories would work better mm-hmm. as a unfinished comic book rather than any kind of cinematic movie. Like, yeah, 
I've never seen Teen Wolf 2, but I know it has its fans. Uh, Flintstones and Viva Rock Vegas, that's <laughs> that's a mediocre kids movie, which is a yeah. shame because there are some performances. There's Mark Addy, who you might know from a few different Irish right. and Britain comedies. I think he does an okay Fred Flintstone. It's just yeah. the production is there. It's just there's some miscastings and mm. it's too dumb even by kids movie standards, which is a shame because... Yeah there's some inspired performances i mean there's even freaking joan collins alan cumming and even mm. thomas gibson you know from yeah um, criminal minds and Darman and greg so it's just like that it's there it's just yeah. it's kind of it might have been better had it gone more of a space jam route where it blended live action with animation and felt like a music video but yeah I, I don't know. I mean, I've 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 written down here. I've, I've got some theories about these terrible films, and I, I've got <laughs> I've got I've got three categories. So the the first is terrible ideas. So films that were cynical, Crossroads. Money, yeah, money making <laughs> exercises. So from Justin to Kelly, disaster movie, uh, movie forty three. Ooh, you know, they they yeah. were just terrible ideas. Some from of the these Bollywood movies definitely are on here. <clears throat> yeah, so that that's the first category. The 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 second one is films that started off well, but during production went wrong, and they Still. couldn't be stopped because there was so <laughs> there was so much money invested. So it's a bit like Macbeth when he says that he's so mired in blood, you know, that to go forward or backward would be exactly the same you know that they get right. so far into a film they've spent so much money that they can't stop so they have to keep going and and sort of recover whatever they even can. though it's not working we must continue we must we're freezing but we should yeah. keep venturing on into the wild because there's no no one helping us from this far on yeah. <laughs> what, what's your third category and the third category is is basically films that are kind of great ideas maybe not brilliant but just you know good ideas but the filmmaking was so inept so you've got manos you've got birdemic you've got the room so people came up with a, a a great idea it might have been ripped off hitchcock or it might have been ripped off a of rebel without a cause but i mean it was you know it was a, a workable idea but they were just so bad at actually realizing it because they just weren't professionals or they didn't oh, know totally. what they were doing the whole concept of bucky larson you know who doesn't love a good movie within a movie and then yeah. you have all these very awful comedians mm. And all these, you know, talented character actors, you know, wasting their time. Like, yeah, Stephen Dorff and Christina Ritchie have zero reason to be in this awful movie. Mm. And yeah. its main issue is that, again, you know, it's dealing with taboo topics and everything, mm. but it doesn't know how to sample it and make it funny unless you're, again, just five years old and you find any kind of pants dropping funny. You know, yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's just like you say, just catering to the lowest common denominator. Then there's... Mm. Definitely one that could definitely be in the second or third category is definitely Dungeons and Dragons, where you know right. it wanted to be a giant epic, and there's mm. some inspired over the top acting mm. for that's no different than an 80s trashy movie. But unfortunately, mm. it was given to an incompetent, you know, filmmaker who's made a lot yeah. of hackneyed horror movies, and then a husband and wife team who mm. it, it, the whole story is very surprisingly very similar to Super Mario Brothers, which I'm surprised is not on here. Where yeah. Is just like again, if you're gonna make a game, it should not be just a passion project. It should be someone who wants to make a coherent narrative. Mm. You can, and unfortunately, a lot of these ones are on here because they really are just 
annoying Easter eggs. Like, yeah. Um, there's plenty of superhero movies I would gladly put on here. Um, most of the ones on here, though, for the most part, are just spoofs or just mm. on funny movies. Many few of us had seen. Uh, yeah. The only few movies I will actually defend to some degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will admit I still like Master Disguise. Is it perfect? No. There's a lot of <laughs> jokes that don't work in that one. I mm. just enjoyed it because of the passion and it felt like an Eddie Murphy movie that just went yeah. to Dana Carvey. Mm-hmm. It unfortunately does have some lacking production values as a result of Adam Sandler's company being involved, but uh-huh. I, I can get through it way any day it, as stupid Sunday night fun that I show the kids. Mm-hmm. compared to any of these other ones like yeah. like crossroads or free ninjas free where i'm just like just make, make it stop like police yeah. academy 7 is on here because it is definitely the weakest of the franchise and yeah the humor is very abbreviated and there's really nothing that stands out other than a bunch of british actors playing russians <laughs> right uh brats once again just another product placement movie that's yep uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4, I've barely seen an inch of. It's very unbearable, but I know there are some people who love how crazy stupid it is. So yeah. it's another weird predicament. Like still, I have left nonstop at, mm. but it's not a good movie. But it is just so hysterical seeing how mm. Shaquille O'Neal is trying to do his best Schwarzenegger impersonation. Yeah. And it's just a bizarre movie. Like it could have easily been like a 90s tv show for upn but yet mm-hmm. it's confusing in that again the tone is all over the place is it trying to be yeah. the meteor man or is it trying to be batman what is it trying to be <laughs> oh man uh i will admit i do like ballistic experts sever obviously it's not mm-hmm. a taken or born identity movie but right i've been able to at least re-see it and its issue i've actually interviewed the director of it on mm-hmm. this podcast and it still is mm. it got taken away from them by the producers but yeah it's an okay assassin movie if you get to the thick of it it's just got a few awkward edits in between there now speed two obviously it's a pretty laughable <laughs> disaster movie where yeah no one would the two leads don't have charisma and mm. other than william defoe we're acting there's really nothing to go on <laughs> I, I always thought what would be a brilliant idea for for the sequel is that if somebody puts a bomb on a on a on a bus and basically it's triggered if the bus goes over 50 miles an hour <laughs> so they just park it and walk off and like you know go to a starbucks and have coffee and just look at the bus through the window and just have a chat. <laughs> there you go I just thought that would be such a brilliant idea. It would be like, don't move the bus. <laughs> and then somebody gets in it and then accidentally drives it really fast. And then it blows <laughs> up. But like, they all know that they shouldn't go too fast in it. Right. right. So, some, so they actually, after they've had the coffee, they get in it and drive it around a bit at like 45. And then they go, ah, almost. And then they just like park it up again. and just There you go. Yeah. So it'd be it'd be very meta, it'd be a very meta um, a movie within film. a movie, and they're like, that, that, yeah, wasn't that the same thing that was on the six o'clock news? And then they wake up, and it it's an, a producer's yeah. bad nightmare. He's like, oh my god, I thought I just wrote the worst movie single. Well, that's it. They they could be driving up the flyover, and then they and they can see that it's not completed, and there's a big gap. So they just stop. 
and turn around and go back. I love your idea. You see what I mean? You see, because people would pay to see that because they, they'd be expecting an explosion uh, and it would never make happen. This movie. Make this movie now, please. Yeah, I, I definitely will do. Yeah, I definitely Oh, will do. man. So what what are some of the more confusing movies on here? Because like there's Mac and Me. Yeah. And long story short, much like Hobgoblins, it's a Mystery Science Theater episode I will never rewatch just because I hate the movie <laughs> that much. Yes, yeah. I, I can listen to the soundtrack because it sounds like Whitney Houston, but the main issue is it's not even the fact that it's a cheap E.T. Mm. knockoff. It's yeah. It's not even the fact that they keep using stock footage of this. It's a running joke on Conan, believe it or not, where they mm. take the fall scene at, like at, whenever Paul Rudd's promoting a movie and they play that clip instead. <laughs> it's just the main fact that, like you say, there's just too many corporate movies. This is like... Yeah. It, it mcdonald's no mm. business making a movie and just constantly is like we have nowhere else to go oh mm. let's go to a restaurant that's clearly mcdonald's <laughs> and it's just like well so this movie could literally be a decent short film yeah but you spent all of it literally on mm. unknown actors because you know the budget went nowhere and just endless product placement and it does really I, you feel like a knife is just going through your stomach half the time because you're just like, mm. dude, I get it. You're trying to do in-movie advertising, but you're not telling <laughs> anything that connects point A to B to C to D, and no. uh, you're just getting an F for effort. My well, that's, that's the Emoji movie, isn't it? I mean, that's just... It's the Emoji movie. Enormous. The Wicker Man um, is another one where there's... Yeah. Neil Labute is known for being very sneaky, kind of like Michael Gondry, an experimental kind of like Soderbergh, and... Mm -hmm. That's another movie which seems to have its whole premise kind of undermined where you're really not sure of the tone. What, what, how mm. am I supposed to react to this movie? What, am mm. I supposed to be shocked? Am I supposed to be guffawing? Because I'm definitely guffawing, but it's not for the yeah. right reasons. <laughs> and, uh, this is definitely the start of just many bad direct-to-video worthy efforts of Nick mm. Cage. And this is just a movie that pisses me off just because... I don't yeah. know how to feel and it's just one thing you just don't do like superman 4 is another one just forced cameos mm -hmm. more product placement uh you know actors forced to come back under contract a filmmaker who really has nothing to contribute and yeah then just again like you say just there's just too many people who are making movies that could have been fun could have been decent could have been yeah. okay and it's not even so much the production value as it is just there's lots of footage cut and mm. the just the transitions alone are what undermine it because you're like whoa, whoa whoa what how'd they get from here to there yeah you know? and don't don't give me the whole oh it's a comic book movie that that's not an excuse for no. any kind of decent storytelling uh, catwoman it's on mm. here because it's so badly wants to be like the crow or batman and yeah its main issue is, I mean, there are moments where I do, much like Batman and Robin, just guffaw. But yeah. then th there's a lot of shadiness associated with this movie. It's like, again, Holly Berry, good A-lister, mm. and it's just could have worked in the role. The main issue mm. is that they, Patoff is kind of a hackneyed filmmaker, best known for being mm. a French music video guy. And there are endless shots of, I kid you not, asses. And I'm just like, yeah, that's not storytelling. That's, that's yeah, 
literally there's an audience for that but this yeah, is a victoria's secret commercial this is yeah. not a movie it's it's not exposition is it yeah it's barely <laughs> even scenery it's yeah. like and what i thought was really lame is when sharon stone was doing a bunch of other shitty movies shortly after this mm. uh she was one of her co-stars considered for that movie was benjamin bratt and she had seen him in this movie and thought he was a bad actor i'm like no 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 you, you don't get to hate on Benjamin Brad. He had nothing to work with here. Mm. <laughs> don't go hating on traffic and law and order. <laughs> so uh, where do you stand on barbed wire then? Oh, Jesus. So it has some decent pyrotechnics and mm. Django Fett is in it, but that's it, literally it. Like it is definitely a direct-to-video movie that somehow mm. got a theatrical release. It, it's one of those had they even switched around a cast it might have worked mm. better uh, but it can't even like you say it's another movie with a compromised tone like one minute it's campy the next minute it's getting mm. very serious with the music cues and you're just like just did no one care was this just made as junk food but it's too junky even by junk food standards what what's going on here it's yeah it's interesting because I, I i watched it after having watched pam and tommy on Ooh. disney so the thing is, I think if I'd done it the other way round, I would have gone, it's a terrible film and she's a terrible a actor and and it's just, you know, dreadful and whatever. But having watched Pam and Tommy and and seen, you know, what what she had to deal with, um, and then obviously, you know, the 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 sort of genesis of the film and how it was a vehicle for her. I I just think I I, I think I had more sympathy for the film and um it's a little bit like Marilyn Monroe in Some Like It Hot, you know, and they talk about Billy Wilder being the auteur. But in yep. actual fact, it's 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 Marilyn Monroe. It's her film. It's it's built around her. Ev everything is about you know, every true. everything is seen through the kind of lens of her. And that's that's the power that she has, because she might not be a brilliant actor. But the thing is, is that it's a vehicle for her and as a vehicle it around her and yes that is true there are a lot of movies which have a 50 50 rating because of mm. once it was started out as a serious movie mm. and then it became a totally different movie when different personas got attached to it the only exception i can think of is probably men of war which is yeah. still a john siles movie even though he's not in the chair and yeah. even though dolph lundgren and a bunch of other b movie guys are in it it is not mm. a B movie per se it's just a very akira kurosawa-esque drama but mm -hmm. it's interesting how yes there's plenty of these other movies where they just don't tweak it enough and they don't play around the various actors and have fun and like to say yeah. this is a movie where no one seems comfortable and mm. focusing too you can only force yourself to watch it in a mindless way but you the mm. viewer should not have to cater to that level you should be able to go along for the ride and yeah it's annoying because again just just like many of these other movies they're built around a beautiful person who can't carry a movie or mm. product placement or with the case of kirk cameron's saving christmas they mm. they're so heavy-handed in their messaging that you know they might as well have done an avatar knockoff it's just that bad. Yeah. there's just so much so little mm. essence that's there and obviously some of these Bollywood movies are on here because their production values and tone is all over the place, but and they're so loud, aren't they? They're so loud. And <laughs> that's not and, something yeah. you can say about 
say left behind or troll two which are just were just bad ideas to begin with but became yeah, yeah. infamous movies um yeah no but very good i sure so true there it, mm. people do like to act like it's just one or another that makes or breaks a movie and it's just like mm. you can like francis ford coppola famously did it in the godfather where he yeah uh the messenger guy is was an actual uh guy doing mob bodyguard mm. and wrestling on the side and he wasn't an actor but yeah so he told the guy go go uh you know memorize your lines and he used that he actually mm. secretly filmed him to make it look like you know this guy is get nervous uh, before telling you know a rival gangster some bad yeah. news and that's very meta but sometimes mm. you got to use those outtakes you got to use those other things and you got to yeah. do atypical stuff that because mm. I, I i make stuff all the time with my friends there's plenty mm. of them who have plenty of experience under their belt. There's plenty of them who this is their first time out, but they have mm -hmm. charisma. And yeah, I think what is severely lacking with a lot of these infamous movies mm. is that there's just was much like there was the whole, like you say, robotic, just continue on until the factory mill breaks. There was so much lack of confidence mm. and honestly, confidence can make anything better. You can, mm. uh, Tony Dennison of uh, The Closer mm. said in a recent interview uh, that where he got where he got today on so many hit TV shows was instead of uh, don't worry if you're good or not, just mm. do the part justice. Wor worry about yeah. your craft, how you're going to go about it, mm. you know, and don't don't worry about the audition. Don't worry about this. And unfortunately, a lot of people, yeah. they do get greedy. And like you say, some of these they were inevitably going to accept just because they either had, you know, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Nicolas Cage mm. and a lot of these other guys are on these bad movies because, again, they mm. they they bought too many mansions that it was going to happen. Mm. I haven't seen the Black Christmas 2019 version. I'm sure it's schlock, but yeah. it's annoying also to me also even seeing movies like dragon wars because that could have mm. been a something and on instead it's just even with okay graphics it's just an incomprehensible movie where you're just not sure what's really going on it's just yeah. no point a to b and like you say you're gonna lose interest because mm. unless you are like a diehard monster completist it's just mm. very hard to get through <laughs> it's just yeah very frustrating because there's so much boring shit in between that. And that's the other thing is like the worst thing you can do is just bore people to death to where you're just like, it just, why, why should I continue? Why, yeah. why, why, what am I going to learn that I didn't already learn? Or no. in many ways, there's even, like you say, there's films that you watch that yeah. give so much away to where it's like they broke so many rules of storytelling to where it's just like yeah. it's just frustrating because you just feel like you're mm. a seven-year-old who happens to be a rich kid who got all this money to make a poorly told good-looking piece of shit mm. you know it's just it, well it, i mean with the with the, the fact that the three-act structure is so ubiquitous in hollywood you know and, and blake's they and barely even make it to the so second the act basically but, they're worried about well yeah. how many explosions can we get in between the various segments yeah just from point a to point b and like you say they barely even make it past point a 
it just gets well, that undermining. Surely the easiest thing to do is to get the script right. So I mean, if you if you mm -hmm. can get the if you can get all your beats in the right order, film then, some B roll that also yeah. tells the story and undertakes, asks for everyone's two cents. And a lot of these, though, for the most part, are producer hack jobs where it might have yeah. been an okay fast New Orleans or Atlanta mm. shoot, or in some cases mm. even Canada. But the main issue well, yeah. is that. Yeah, they were too busy trying to capitalize on a scandalous star like mm. Lindsay Lohan or Paris Hilton. And then, like you say, it, it could have been a five out of 10 even. Mm. But yeah. then it became, like you say, just even more indecipherable because the mm. more people go in and tinker with it, the more the tone changes, yeah. even with a simple frame cut. You know, it's just yeah. so. And a lot of them also fall victim to just using any popular music at the time and again the music is not telling the story it's just there to sell you know stupid oh, yeah. record and a lot of these we will never see just because we don't even know mm. where we would even find them even if we didn't know the rating or care about That's it right. yeah. the main issue is more so that like you have really hit the nail on the head is it's just very there a lot of these are very unorganized and it's changed mm. a hell of a lot there used to be so many other movies that were like meh you know <laughs> just, yeah it was like that's good for the right crowd not my thing and mm. it's like that might appeal to a tarantino crowd or that might mm. be a paul thomas anderson m night Shyamalan, chris nolan night movie but yeah uh are there any movies from the top 250 that you might put in here <laughs> well I, like... i've i've got my i've got a list in front of me of films that i'd like to put in because i'm i'm not 100 percent certain whether or not they weren't in the bottom 100 already but i i'm sure i uh, i i checked but shark avalanche um so <laughs> i've never heard of this what is this so movie? so basically the synopsis is uh, avalanche sharks or shark avalanche tells the story of a bikini contest that turns into a horrifying affair when it is hit by a shark avalanche so i think they're having a bikini contest in the mountains and then coming down the mountain is a huge avalanche of which inside it are sharks so wow. i mean you know what what else would you expect to have in an avalanche but but sharks so i mean you you've got bikini competition you've got snow you've got sharks and you've got avalanche so i mean you know what what what's not to like already i mean imagine going in and, and doing the pitch on that you know <laughs> imagine you know doing your um your log line for that one but i mean i i I'm pretty certain that doesn't appear in the bottom 100. Um, no, there's a lot that I'm actually surprised aren't on yeah. here. Like, uh, I would have thought Ishtar would have been on here. That's a very yeah. mediocre satirical comedy that has two greats, just totally wasted. Yeah. Movie um, 43, which I've just mentioned. I thought it was I, on here. I swear it was on here last yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the only one I can recall, because I, I, I seem to admit, because it was like, it's like a portmanteau film, isn't it? And there's like a, a linking device that there's this washed up producer who's trying to, you know, pitch the, the most insane <laughs> stories that he can. And so one of yeah. them involves, um, oh, he's in The Greatest Showman. I've forgotten his name now. Uh, uh, Hugh Jackman? Yeah. 
Hugh Jackman, that's it, yeah. Hugh Jackman, and but he has testicles under his jaw. Yeah, it's just like skits that go way too far yeah, and just and it's annoy like, you. I mean, you you must have been on 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 horse tranquilizers to kind of come up with that idea, um, but then they actually went and made it. And some, I, I just can't believe somebody said, "Here's your script, Hugh. Look, there, you've got testicles on your neck." And then Hugh goes, "Oh, that sounds really great. Yeah, I'm definitely going to make that movie." Oh, and um, again, too many perks. <laughs> There's like five different people attached to it, and yeah. some of it are just unfinished movies that were kept in the can. And yeah, you, you've all read the story, guys, about how they wanted to try and take their name off it, and just like, and yeah, the Bruce Willis movies here, uh, Breach and uh, Cosmic Sin are frustrating because mm. they're just very unfinished. What yeah. looked like a Halo video game segment, and mm. But yeah. what what we know about Bruce now is quite sad, isn't it? That in the at the end of his he just taken advantage career, of, yeah. and he had like maybe one more year before he became financially irrelevant. So he had to make all these goofy looking movies. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's quite a quite a sad story and the there. More frustrating thing to me yeah. is like they have actors that have been good in other things, not giving their best performances, and then they have yeah. other schlocky actors and D listers. Yeah. Also, so it's like it's just not a good combo. You got to have everyone no. be on the same page, and yeah. they would have been okay maybe as a TV show, as a C grade like wannabe Stargate yeah. or Highlander show. But the main issue is just again, we're mm. there's a better cut in just even every other movie. Like Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, I have guffawed at. It is a very <laughs> cheap, yeah, uh, schlock. But then there's yeah. other ones like Who's Your Caddy, which I have not seen all the way, but I have seen clips yeah. of. And it's just you know, a racially offensive movie yeah. in every category. Where you're you know just... we haven't talked about disaster movie yet, have we? Oh, I, I mean, what what can we say that is possibly <laughs> positive about the Seltzer yeah. ones? I mean, it's kind of like free, six, free 165 days. Both Dizzy's are in here. They're known yeah. for being the unofficial Netflix Indian remake of you know 50 shades and you know 50 shades i'm surprised is not on here but these movies are frustrating mm. because of how like tone deaf it is even by pornographic standards this is like it's like yeah. this is not a movie this is well the the, the I, I had actually watched disaster movie about 15 years ago and i i remember it, it starts off with a caveman running around in in like the the long oh, grass, yeah. and then he he encounters Amy Winehouse, and uh, yeah. Amy, Amy Winehouse is drinking a lot, and right, very and, insensitive. And so that's clever because because yeah. yeah, she was an alcoholic. So that was clever, and, and they're um, all forced with their pop culture. Like is like yeah. just as just like movie forty three was bad at just do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? These yeah. are bad in that they're their humor that any of us could have thought up but yeah instead of just fine-tuning it make it be kind of a witty like college mm. newspaper for like national lampoon or the onion it's more of yeah. a just that like these these wouldn't even make them to even mad tv or snl no. like they're just like monty python i'm sure has when they're all dead if they're ever yeah. asked what is the biggest abomination, I'm sure they're going to bring these up at some point because they are just, again, like you say, they are just going for the 
easiest of the yeah. easiest. And then not only is just the delivery just stale, you're just, I mean, you know, just yeah. the names and the, even the <laughs> stuff it? that they do, like David Carradine, I think shows up yeah. in epic movie. I had the misfortune of seeing that in the theater because my brother wanted yeah. to see just a dumb comedy <laughs> and those were bad in that. Yeah. They went for just like, the easiest blockbusters and they're also like half the time they're just trying to get girls in bikinis it's like see yeah. and it's like but that's not funny that's not again this is a mm. carl's jr commercial with mm. a bunch of very forced just petulant humor mm. it's just it's, yeah. it's like if you if it because we talked about spring break i imagine that it's like if you turned up with a huge van and just rounded up all the sort of uh, people on the beach who were drinking and on drugs. Oh, and, well, like, why isn't Spring Breakers on yeah, here? From Justin to Kelly, just rounded them all up and then put them in a room with lots of like uh, paper and then said, hey, write a film. Oh, and yeah. then took in all the pieces of paper from them and then literally just assembled them in any order and then made Disaster Movie. That that literally is. I mean, the the very first word in the film is shit, and and it's it's a bit like the kind of that Blake Snyder thing where the opening image is is kind of like you know emblematic of the entire film, and and it it really is just that word all the way through. I mean, it, it, it's I've I've never seen anything like it. But I mean, the thing about disaster movies, at least it actually sticks to its mo all the way through it's unwavering you know it never changes tone it is literally just the same thing all the way through and um the only the only thing for me is making fun of the character from juno because uh, i teach juno and i i kind of thought yeah that is quite that's quite a good impression of uh, of uh, ellen page or ellis <sighs> page so i yeah. mean it, and, it's, and it's just like anything funny. that won awards i forget yeah i think it was scary movie free they were making fun of like yeah eminem and eight mile and it was just one of those it's like yeah but see your humor is just the equivalent of kind of what the internet has bastardized now with like yeah. trailer reactions i see zero point in a trailer reaction because it's yeah. not it does not it both does and does not represent the movie it represents None. the trailer uh, the trailer yes yeah which is half the time yeah with deadpool they do the whole trailer within a trailer they get all meta yeah. and so yeah i'm annoyed in that yes is like mm. you know with juno totally different movie and a movie uh, uh it's just mm. like you say it's just it it doesn't even get all that detailed with the spoofing no. it's just let's hire a look-alike yeah and then let's just go from there and then yeah they were going for just also just very easy mm. tabloid stuff and again they're focusing mm. too much on just stuff that is just like second nature like okay i could say that yeah but the what why did you feel the need to waste all this expensive money and i think just seeing mm. the bloopers for any of those awful movies that i had been subjected to that yeah. again half the time i would come across them by accident I, mm. on tbs late at night and yeah. it took me like five minutes before i realized wait a minute 
this is one of those spoof movies you know mm. <laughs> it, just, it, it fooled me for like those five minutes and the rest of the time it's just very very schlocky production values and even more yeah. annoying because they will get some talented comedians in there every once in a while and you're just yeah. like they don't deserve to be in this movie because they're not well used they are not yeah. i'm sure they didn't care they're getting paid not. excellent money but at the same time you're just like yeah and just not no amount of yeah. malarkey can make me um, I, I, in terms of inclusion into the bottom 100, I, I'm going to make a case for Love Actually. Oh, um, wow. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's, it's a truly appalling film. You don't like it? Absolutely appalling. So, so the, the, the idea is, is, that, is that you've got, in, in, in Britain, you, ha you have an establishment within filmmaking and acting which is basically made up of people who went to independent school and very often went to Oxford or Cambridge University. Um, and so what you get is you get um, screenwriters and directors and actors who look at British life, English life, not, not really Scottish or Welsh, but sort of English life through their particular filter so what we get then is 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 pretty well off middle class people leading pretty well off middle class lives. I think I and, just like the charming aspect of it, but I can yeah. see why the storyline wouldn't add up. But it's the it's it's your kind of metropolitan elite. It's your you know people in government, people who are writers, people who are you know um, you know like four weddings and a funeral people who sound like Hugh Grant people who sound <laughs> like and and the, the thing is that that's not Britain that's not that's not the life that I will that, admit that, it did probably influence a lot of people's misconceptions of other countries given yeah. this international cast appeal uh, I'm gonna definitely put in maybe um shit what's another one that I'm gonna definitely put in the village because, like you say, that is. Oh, a movie. I'd be sad if you put the village in. Well, I, I love it's the village. very. Well, it's just the ending. It's just that makes you wonder. It's like that. Yeah. It's an ending that undoes it all. I, I, it's a movie that I have repeatedly. I will watch the first half, and mm. I will always stop it in the middle. It just loses yeah. me each and every time. It's like so. Half a so good not, movie. not the lady in the water. I could put that in there too. I That's know worse. That's that worse and the in happening the yeah. audience. I just can't stand either of those. Um, mm. Definitely going to put in Titanic. Uh, that is oh, a right. definite movie which yeah. spent it all on the effects, and it's just where you're just going, James. Yeah, Celine Dion is not theatrical music, and yeah. these people don't look like they even love each other. It's just a soap opera, and yeah. And and we knew what was going to happen in the end. We anyway. knew we what was going to yeah. happen. Like even just, the biggest history buff, like there's just nothing yeah. romantic about a tra a three hour tragedy. And yeah, ice always wins. I mean, that's that's ice, the thing, you know? ice baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we could definitely put cool as ice on here. That's definitely a bad movie. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of other four or five star movies that are. Mm -hmm. I could definitely give me an. Oh well, here's the one that many people love, but I absolutely yeah. detest. I I find it just bottom of the barrel trash. Uh, definitely Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. That is <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah. That is a buddy movie that has just always pissed me off. Just from 
you were talking barbed wire earlier. That's another yeah. one that just feels like it was meant to be a USA network or spike TV show. And then they yeah. just added all the trashiest music and just, uh, there's another, I'm sure I could put a few other Andrew Dice Clay movies on here. Uh, there's, mm. uh, I would definitely put uh, Dark Knight Rises. That movie just cannot one up the Dark Knight. That movie it's just, right. you, you want to talk CGI. I'm just like, mm. okay, well, the fight scenes are very inconsistent and shaky. And then the right. whole putting a nuke underneath a city, that's where I'm just like, nope. <laughs> yeah, that's been done before so many times. Yeah. It's been done, but it's also yeah. just like, it, it. I mean, the Dark Knight worked in that it tried to blend in heat mm. type good versus evil with some seven Sounds of the Lambs kind of moments. And this one is just like, they would have been better off just reusing the Cillian Murphy scarecrow instead of just this Darth Vader, you know, wannabe. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a bunch of other meta and experimental movies, but see, again, those are going to vary by any crowd. I would just, I definitely would put a lot of other superhero movies on here, like the 2015 mm. Fantastic Four, or just mm. a movie that, like you say, felt compromised, not only from mm. the, it was under the misconception that there was a concept, but then there yeah. was, again, like you say, just so many people just not speaking the same language or failing to yeah. understand that, you know, what kind of a movie they were making or even yeah. having a Brett Ratner type who is practically making a good looking music video, but he thinks he's making top of the line, you know, it's just yeah. Spielberg or Scorsese movies. And it's like, no. <laughs> what would give you that impression <laughs> I, I don't know which you i'm sure you'll be able to tell me but i watched one of these marvel films and there was there it was an an airport and there was a fight going on between oh, these uh... superheroes and it went on for about 45 minutes and i and i just watched it and i had no idea what was going on i didn't know who was yeah, on whose side civil war i think the third captain yeah. america and that's definitely my least favorite that whole batch because like you say it just goes on way too long and you know, they're going to betray each other. And um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, could, I also I think super, I, I mean, this is going to be controversial, but I also think the, the concept of superheroes themselves is quite tedious because they're really so, they're super, they're great. I mean, they, they can, and they do, never end. They're going to keep they, going on until they don't yeah. make money at the box office. I'm like, but, then no movie yeah. needs more than like maybe five, maybe seven sequels. Otherwise, it's just yeah. the Nightmare on Elm Street or Star Wars effect, where it's just like, okay, you're yeah. you're injuring your brand because at the end of the day, yeah. you know, it's just a comic book and you're going to collect the next issue. And well, that's I, it. There's so many people who I guarantee you would not care, yeah, if it was not based on their favorite Saturday morning cartoon or serialized comic. It's just like, yeah. and I see other people who really love those movies, and yet they're so hard on so many other things um i'll definitely yeah. put transformers 2 on here yeah i michael bay can make a fun over the top blockbuster like the rock or armageddon but this that one i remember just seeing it in the theater and just being like okay none of this childish humor's landing mm. the effects are good but they're frustrating because mm. they much like again some of these superhero movies they are mm. very inconsistently edited together to where yeah the story just gets very murky and obviously the actors don't have a presence yeah. and they're asked to get emotional and that's that really hurts it iron man 2 i'll definitely put on there 
because like that one like the first one was just trying to be a very straightforward like Hmm. billionaire who rediscovers his soul after he becomes robotic and to just take it in a very mindless fashion and then see john favreau and robert downey disown it after the fact i was just like Hmm. but even before then like i just saw the previews i'm like there's Hmm. no story it's just an no. excuse to introduce all these other characters mm. and this, who's this Black Widow gal? Who, who cares? Yeah. I'm just like, it, like you say, there's so many movies that are literally, you just feel like they are just there to create enough of a trailer to where they can just promote it at the Super Bowl. Hey, here's the newest yeah. Matrix knockoff. Mm. Here's the newest uh, wannabe. Uh, yeah, you know, because like, yeah. This is going to be a hot take, but I I really like movies that are even based on TV shows that mm-hmm. still tell a coherent story. Like I liked the recent Ray Donovan movie. I really dug the first Downton Abbey film because it was a good approachable period drama. And Downton Abbey. <laughs> I know. Sorry, I laugh because again, just like Love Actually, there's Britain where half of us are servants and half of us are the aristocracy yeah it does yeah. play into those cliches uh, don't get me wrong there's plenty of other american movies where i mean they'll just literally just go to town with the southern and northern accents oh and sure yeah everyone sure, thinks yeah. everyone sounds like someone from fargo or <laughs> <laughs> what have you and i'm yeah. just like no not everybody here is a hillbilly there's plenty of fucking idiots though you got that part yeah. down <laughs> um I, I I could put on Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That that is oh, definitely I love a, that film. That's definitely the best of the four. You don't that's, like Indiana I, Jones? <laughs> I know that's so controversial, but I I, I just really love the 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 fourth one. I just thought it was such I a th- great film. I think the visuals are very bad in that one, but don't get me wrong, yeah. I do laugh at it nonstop just because the the fridge scene. Uh, yeah, I was Everybody... just a big fan of Treasure of the Sierra Madre and all yeah. those other dramas so i think that one just got me into brutal world war ii fighting mm. even I though think it, it does have some flag waving <laughs> doesn't everyone lose it because it's like aliens at the end and like that's not in keeping with the franchise that every, everything else was like believable but when I, aliens t- I mainly yeah, get annoyed by the russians even though kate blanchett's really good i just get yeah. very annoyed by ray winstone's character and he's a good actor i just yeah i'm just like what's going on here like yeah. We know he's just going to betray everyone. I... <laughs> it is a Spielberg, isn't film, it? How it's... can you put a Spielberg film into the bottom 100? Uh, I, mean, I mean, not everyone knocks out of the park each time. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even even a, a, Spiel, a bad Spielberg film is like 10 times better than most other people. That's films. true. Uh, yeah. what, what's a film by a great auteur that you're just like, yeah it was going to happen one way or the other it's like the just a total misfire like uh where, where do you stand on heaven's gate i always like bringing this one up <laughs> um i i always get it mixed up with days of heaven because there's one where there's a house <laughs> in the middle of a field that's so uh, true a similar title yeah. and premise i i think i have seen yeah. the director's cut of heaven's gate and i was yeah. not offended by it like i was say yeah. maybe a uh, battlefield type extravaganza where someone mm. had too much money but zero soul um yeah. there's a few other ones out there i know there are um we we haven't even talked about star wars yet we haven't even talked about oh phantom yeah menace i love the phantom menace but i i will totally as awful as jar jar is i just find mm. it weak 
it's definitely yeah. weak like say the ewoks and return of the jedi and yeah uh attack of clones i'll put last jedi on there for you if you want <laughs> that's interesting yeah i i definitely i mean i i've i i i was i was born in the in the late 60s and so i i watched star wars as a kid and i kind of liked it and i thought yeah you know it's like cowboys in space and that, that's cool in. Buck but then, well, yeah, that's right. And I and I'd seen Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon as well because we had it on British. And isn't TV. it funny how those were first, and yet yeah. they only got created because Star Wars was a surprise hit. So. Well, well, that's it. But but the thing is, a couple of years after Star Wars, I watched Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and and then to me that was a serious film. That was yeah, a serious even Jaws fiction film. Serious, yeah. Alien was serious. Star Trek. Yeah. I definitely appreciate more because it's all about the sci-fi and yeah. racism and jingoism and yeah. politics. And so everyone else thinks it's just a stupid, you know, cheesy guys in yeah. space. And Star Wars is a big issue because I've seen it mm. more and it yeah. introduced me to the craft of filmmaking from editing to yeah. how music can make or break a movie but then when you peel it away it's yeah. just like it's just a movie where everyone loved the characters more so than the very thin story well uh, well that's it so i i think the thing is is that be, because i never really got into star wars i mean i'd seen the first three films kind of endlessly because it they're, they're kind of like you know they're on and you watch them and it's like oh yeah that's the bit with the it's popcorn the, yeah and that's the <laughs> bit with the with the thing walking along in the snow and that's the bit where that happens and and then and then um uh it, it was the next three uh the 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 next three films which were the first three of course and then i kind of because I wasn't all that into Star Wars, I kind of watched them in bits and thought, "Oh God, I'd have no idea what's going on." And then the last three came out, oh, and I watched you're definitely those. Be lost if you watch, yeah. Clips. <laughs> but I watched the last three films far, far more sort of critically and and like, and I enjoyed those. And oh. and then and then I said I said to my wife, "What we got to do?" Because I I don't I still don't really get Star Wars. We're gonna have to start at the beginning with the Phantom Menace, and we're gonna have to watch those three. And then we're going to have to watch Solo. Uh, and then we're going to have to watch, watch um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Order of appearance. <laughs> yeah. So I, I looked it up on the internet about, you know, how you're supposed to do the sort of the, them in the right order. So we we literally, at the start of this year, started with Phantom Menace and went through them in order. And we've just watched Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I think the next thing we've got I know to watch Force is Awakens angered me because that was like the start yeah. of Abrams just homage. I'm going to just take scenes from yeah. previous movies, but not do anything new with them. Like, no. I know he does it with Super 8, but like Super Force 8, Awakens. Uh, I wish yeah. I could say the same. It's annoying to me because it's just the Goonies and ET, but it's not anything new. Yeah. I, the main if we, issue. If, we, with if Force, we didn't have Super 8, we would never have had Stranger Things. So. Oh, I could live without either of those. The main issue is, <laughs> yeah. my issue with Force Awakens is like, okay, we got no new ideas. We're going to just make all this other stuff non-canon, and then yeah. we're going to just have a third Death Star. And I'm just like, well, yeah. so nothing new. You're just trying to yeah. hit on nostalgia for me. And yeah. that that's what a movie just drives me crazy. Like, I've had my yeah. issues with, you want to talk hot takes. Um, mm. I, I have had terrible experiences with these new Ghostbusters movies, new Mad Max, and some of these other tributes. But some yeah. of the newer 
throwbacks that I've actually liked it was actually Terminator Dark Fate and Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. I know that's a hot take too, because some people yep. really find those boring. So I'm just like, mm. I'm more kind of into just, uh, I mean, everyone's still even mixed on Dune. Some people find it very boring. Other people love it because, you know, being a fan mm. of Dennis Fanov and yeah, I'm just thankful that any of his stuff is not here. He's kind of just all about, he is definitely a big, big filmmaker who seems to mm. be, have the rare touch of being able to appeal to mm. the blockbuster crowd and the art house crowd. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of these are just a big deal in that everybody mm. is so focused on how the movie looks. Mm. And like you say, each and every time they are asked, please mm. correct the screenplay, please give a little extra. They yeah. just, instead of asking the screenwriter to come back, they always hire outside help. They always hire all these yeah. other guys to do uncredited rewrites. Mm. And it's like, you're not going to have a consistent movie with that many voices. I, mm. I I always know I'm in for a hell of a time watching a disaster like Anaconda or what have you when there's <laughs> like five writers attached. It's like for yeah. a cheesy monster movie that mm. has can't well, why did you need five writers <laughs> mm. yeah no you're right but i mean i i would i would probably put phantom menace in the bottom 100 because yeah. it is so <laughs> tedious and and every time he says Man. i've got a bad feeling about this Not it's just like well yeah. yeah well you keep saying that and it's and the dialogue is is just appalling i don't i don't know why is george uh, lucas wrote it didn't he I guess that's where I just was softened on how dialogue yeah. wasn't really typically good in serials. But my other issue is the more I rewatch yeah. any Star Wars movie, the yeah. more I, there's always like some bad dialogue, like scruffy looking nerf herder is said in Empire, mm. which I otherwise consider a good movie. And yeah, but the main issue is definitely and also just the acting, like just like Mark Hamill isn't so hot in like the first 20 minutes of the original one. And yeah, Phantom Menace is a bigger deal because again, is like they're, technically pretty sound but yes if you want to take individual scenes there's some very awkward staging with a lot of his movies and Mm. uh pretty much i just knew it was bound to just be better as a tv show because with tv you have more time Mm. in your favor to develop a lot of stuff so you can be more suspenseful and yeah that's his main problem he's good with suspense but he's not he keeps you in suspense way too long to where it is easy Mm. for anyone to lose interest but I, I'd probably say even the Obi Wan Kenobi TV show, um, Ewan McGregor's dialogue is still pretty flat, and it's 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 just not it's it's not self aware. There's no there's no sense of irony that it's it takes itself so seriously. Yeah, and I think that's the trouble with the Star Wars franchise. Is it Mandalorian it take- was good in that it just chose to just say less and be yeah. more like a western and yeah expand the universe and how ironic by just focusing on expensive shots mm. they got something better out of it instead of like you say anytime mm. everyone tries to interact this yeah. was already like it was a surprise hit with the original because it wasn't supposed to do well yeah and yet it somehow made enough sense to where people kept going back and harrison ford had charisma even though he didn't have any you know mm. personal connection to the franchise is just yeah. it's a nut it basically was a lucky mistake and then mm. they just kind of kept getting riding on the coattails of the success instead yeah. of actually figuring out what made it tick is just like mm. 
because I, I think that's where Star Trek did better. They would hire a lot of key theater voice actors and stage performers yeah. and approach it just like a typical Western or cop show. And that's yet, right. Yeah. It's just, we're just happening to be wearing a yellow jumpsuit or, you know, just, mm. just like Lost in Space. But the main issue is that, yeah, it's mm. like, well, hell, I'll even put Star Trek Beyond on here. Okay, fair enough. I'll put all the Fast and Furious movies on here. Oh, every single one of them, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, the, those are no other movies where, like you say, yeah. is like one minute they're joking about themselves, but the yeah. joke isn't funny. And you're nice. just like, well, are you the Expendables or are you? Oh, God, don't get me started on the Expendables. <laughs> the Expendables is another shit sandwich where oh. you're just like, they're making fun of all the 80s movies and yet they're also kind of shitty half the time. But yeah, there's a, there's a great bit in the Expendables where there's two of them staking out some place that they're supposed to be raiding or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, and, they, and one says to the other, what is wrong with this picture? Yes. <laughs> like the oh, entire my. audience says everything. But I mean, oh, Expendables! It's just—I mean, that—that's one of those. I don't know the, the the terrible ideas, the sort of cynical money making. Like, let's load up the screen with as many action stars as we can. Well, and Jason Statham. There, there's some amusing throwbacks in the first one, I think, to yeah the earlier Commando type movies. But Part Two gets way too cute for its own good, and yeah, yeah Statham does not have his best moments in that, like he does in his solo work. He's I could very probably... good, apparently. So I was going to say he's very good, apparently, in the in his newest film. So to be fair to him, he's uh, I can't. It's not. It's not man, man of. Oh, I wrath. can't get into Wrath of Man. That was a Wrath very... of Man, Man of Wrath, Wrath of Man. Yeah, <laughs> he, a... I thought he was quite good in that, but apparently his latest film, his his acting jumps up several notches. So, uh, which one is that? I cannot remember what it's called now, but apparently it's it's pretty good. I think The Guardian in in uh, Britain, which is basically our sort of um, thermometer for whether anything is decent said that he was quite <laughs> quite good in it so um i'll be careful they gave a zero dark 30 a one out of five but then again i don't like that movie so well. <laughs> uh actually i've got i've got jason statham on not on my phone literally on my phone but i've got i've got the internet movie date <laughs> have you been mistaken for him <laughs> oh yeah i i get that a lot actually yeah jason statham. um well, i can uh, put a jason statham movie on here that was bad probably um, so no, it wasn't. It wasn't the Meg, obviously, and and it wasn't Wrath of Man. Oh, Operation Fortune. I think it was Operation Fortune, and yeah, that must be because that's that's the the latest one. But yeah. apparently, he's he's quite good in it. It's Guy <laughs> Ritchie again, isn't it? So, uh, but, um, yeah, well, we can put the Meg. We, if we're gonna put Guy Ritchie on here, we can definitely put his new Aladdin or Swept Away. Yeah, because he he started off really well, and then he 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 made uh, <laughs> that film with his wife, didn't he? And then it, uh, but yeah, he redeemed himself with rock and roller, didn't he? And and uh, um, I can't do that one. <laughs> yeah, I see. Again, they're, they're very British films, you see. And I and uh, I, I love I, British films. Like I love Blitz and everything. Yeah. I I love the ID films. I love mm. so many other ones. I I just hate it when everyone just tries to just do knockoffs of Goodfellas or Pulp Fiction for the band time. I'm just like, you're just a copy yeah. of a copy of a copy. I'm, I, the yeah, main other you... issue is, it's kind of like how yeah. every other A-lister who's like in their mm. 50s or 60s is trying to do a man on fire or taken. 
yeah. some of them can do it, but there's plenty of them who have just been disastrous just because yeah. they never were an action star to begin with. So it's just like, well, mm. I, I don't want to see you killing endless people for <laughs> 70 minutes. I, yeah. I'd rather you do a very dramatically rewarding movie that would have mm. in the earlier days probably be given mm. to the likes of say maybe Jack Nicholson or mm. uh, Ed Harris, you know, <laughs> instead of giving it to all these guys who are just like, yeah, so you, I got, I worked out. I'm like, and that's the gimmick. I'm like, well, mm. that's not really much of a movie. That's just a mindless slugfest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's interesting because obviously Pulp Fiction you know, had a huge impact on on the film industry in Britain. And yeah. then what you got was you you got people like Guy Ritchie um going back to the uh the source material for British gangster films. So films like Get Carter and The Long Good Friday. And so what he did was he kind of remade these British gangster films, but with a sort of a Tarantino kind of knowing sort of ironic sort of tone yeah and and that's and that's the one he did with luke basson was pretty bad though yeah yeah pretty bad but i mean so i would put that in the bottom 100 i'm trying to remember the name of that it's like a very confusing bank heist it has statham andre benjamin um, oh god what was that i can't remember now it was before rock and roll. I was like, oh, five. And I think Roger Ebert surprisingly liked it. Even yeah. Everyone else virtually hated it. It was very indecipherable. Mark Strong shows up near the end as a hitman. It's yeah. Re- Revolver. That's the one. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. It, it is so indecipherable. Like, mm. it, one minute you're going, hey, isn't that guy from The Sopranos? Oh, he just got shot in the face. And then <laughs> you're but, just uh, trying Man to make from, sense. Man from Uncle was good. That was a good film. Ooh. Ooh. That's gonna go in, isn't it? That's gonna go in. The I'm not putting it in there, but I yeah, that was one where I really liked the show, and yeah, uh, I mean, the Avengers is already on here, so that yes, that, uh, the 1998 one is they need to stop messing with the great British, you know, English spy mm. shows because <laughs> it's like those are already right themselves. I'm sure I could put in a James Bond movie like Moonraker, where yes even the most hardcore fan is going to be hard pressed to find anything good about it where you're just like, okay, they, they worried all about, again, just trying to be a cash in on star Wars. And Mm. then they left literally the story just incomplete. Like there's virtually nothing. It's just ongoing escaping and then getting captured and escaping again. And you're just like, but really what's going on? What, what, Mm. what, who's trying to kill him? Who's trying to chase him? Oh, this guy who's in better movies like munich <laughs> yeah i mean the thing about bond is like i said it, it is basically the same film every time yeah and 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 so you know it, it either looks great or it's acted great or it's well scripted so like skyfall for example was an unusual bond film in that it was actually a really good film as well as a good bond film i think but, the I villain's mean, pretty good but at the same yeah. time my issue with the Craig ones is it tries so hard to be like Born Identity and Dark Knight. Yeah. That it doesn't feel like a Bond movie er- anymore. But so everyone's trying to copy each other. Like even Mission Impossible yeah. was trying to copy Bond after a while when at the end of the day, it's just an excuse for Tom Cruise to do an impossible stunt. And yeah. But 
there, there's a good book i think and it's like save the cat one of those screenwriting books is uh-huh. like if nothing changes everything else around the character must change and yes bond's kind of unfortunately got very very little small fish to fry to where it's just uh-huh. like okay so at the end of the day his boss or his newest girlfriend's uh-huh. just going to get killed at the end so there's yeah. not very much suspense in that it would literally the only way you want would actually shock someone is if he actually dies <laughs> well yes i mean i don't i don't know if 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 any if any of your listeners are gonna have this as a massive spoiler but uh perhaps we can say we're just about to to give away the ending of the latest bond film they'll, they'll all have seen it won't they i haven't seen it i'm not I've seen do you want me, do you want me to say what happens in the end then of uh, the latest Bond film? I've heard a few different plot twists that make me want to see it less. So go ahead. Just well, he dies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> really. So yeah. I hope I hope I haven't spoiled it horribly. For in all you fairness, though, but... everyone yeah. hates it when I say this, but do you think they're all just agents with the same code name? It well, yeah. I, I mean, it's the only way know... it makes sense to me because there's no way yeah. he met m judy dench era back in the day so it's just like well the the trouble with bond is that obviously when they they rebooted it they they had to go back to the beginning of bond but of course it wasn't the beginning of bond because the beginning of right bond was in like the 1950s in the 60s so, and different type yeah. of navy then <laughs> yeah but i mean god knows what they're going to do with the with the new bond because ha- having had daniel craig die at the end of uh die uh no time to die it's going to be hard to know well how do they reboot it then where where as long as they don't get as long as they get different writers because i think that's what also hurt it they kept using the same ones who had worked with you know brosnan and then Mm. bringing in different ones and then yeah trying to get around craig's persona is like they Mm. they need to i would be fine if it was just called mi6 and they just dealt with people who have worked with the character and then at the end we yeah. introduce a totally new guy with the code name bond and it mm. could be a totally once again you got to go with an on because that's the other thing too they keep trying to attach people who have auditioned mm. once upon a time and it's just like yeah it's not going to work because we know who they are and they're in their 60s like i would have totally dug clive owen or yeah. mcgregor back in the day but again mm. you know it's just they're they're getting up there in age so and they're better yeah. with crime comedies and historical dramas than they are yeah. you know hidden miss action movies so it's like yeah i mean like, like you say i think we're all just getting a little too cynical because we've just seen too many formulas repeated and have, for good yeah. reason like i yeah. uh, i i never look at a trailer nowadays because i know not only will mm. they bastardize it but yeah it, they will never do it justice like no. Uh, I, I will see a fun horror slasher, but mm. if I were to see the trailer, it would just be mindless, you know, and same yeah. thing with action. They're going to show all the explosions, and yeah. sometimes, even if they're practical, there's still just a fakeness to it yeah. where it feels overstaged. Or um, There's plenty of other movies we could go through, but this yeah. has been a really delight just having you on here, just talking oh, about movies that... Uh, I think we all of us can agree just no one's going to investigate anytime soon that this is also it was kind of disappointing in a way because there used to be a lot of fun movies that everyone Mm. loved to kind of just mock and unfortunately some of those infamous movies are no longer here on the bottom 100 i was 
I, I could have sworn Showgirls was on here at one point because that I, yeah, I, I gotta say, too, yeah. uh, I have tried, but mm. fortunately. I saw it at a time where my brain was evolving and then was realizing it was no longer just petulant yeah. crap. There's actual degree of quality, but I saw mm. the edited VH1 version. So yeah, I, where everyone is clothed. So I had time to analyze the plot. I mean, like, mm. you know, finding out years later, it's kind of a satire. And I'm like, no, mm. this is just a very bad exploitation movie. That's just wrong sauce. <laughs> all around. And, oh, Total Recall, it is not, but it, it's yeah. just so funny how Paul Verhoeven is one of my favorite filmmakers who has done so many historical movies with mm. a bit of dark wit to them, like yeah. Flesh and Blood, and I still need to see his latest, Benedetta, and it's like mm. so funny how it works better in his native language, Yes, and yet, like you say, there was a many of these which were like they would bring an Italian guy or mm. German guy who did not speak any English and studios mm. who just wanted to hire him just because he's a new guy who they can boss around and pressure mm. <laughs> basically Absolutely, yeah. and then hold his movie ransom. <laughs> it's just mm. like, so if anything, these are movies that should have gone straight to Redbox, but yeah. Uh, or video stores, but somehow mm. greed overcame the system. And had we, had me to back in the day or any of these mm. other just policing what we got now yeah we could have probably avoided a lot of these unprofessionals tour de forces <laughs> but mm. yet some of these still got through they they were gonna be made all because again they had kind of like when nike was first a thing they had that yeah. draw in of they could sell out a whole stadium based on uh, one giant name attached and yet they yeah even with the best talents involved, they couldn't produce anything resembling a script or precisely. Yeah. Uh, so it is a little depressing because there used to be mm. kind of, like you say, kind of a trashy amusing factor to it, like mm. Rocky horror where it changes by age or by audience. But now unfortunately, yeah. a lot of these were just very forgettable. <laughs> just but I, I you have to remind people that it yeah. exists. <laughs> I th I think the thing is is that nowadays it's it's so easy to to kind of to avoid making bad films because I mean you you've got um, even just seeing the names attached you're like well yeah their last five movies not so hot good actor I'll just yeah. wait for them to be in a movie that people say are good like I mean mm. we've mentioned some good actors here I I like mm. Oscar Isaac and Idris Elba as actors but yeah not so hot on their movie choices to to yeah. me a lot of their movies are almost as bad as say. Uh, a typical film that the rock or kevin hart are in where it's like yeah. it's it's financial security but it's not worthy of your talent it's no that's right <laughs> it's kind of like how nowadays i'm still hit and miss on even sandra bullock and jamie fox and then they produce these movies mm. that are good but mm. no one saw they didn't make any money they went straight yeah. to netflix and you're like well i mean i might give it a shot but yeah man, i still got to get the bad taste of your last five movies out of my <laughs> absolutely yeah but i mean you've got websites like the blacklist.com you know and and yeah. if you're a all film, these unsold a producer, screenplays and you're yeah. like why can no one make it you can just look for whatever you want so you you can have a list of things that need to be in your film and you can, you can crowdfund just search, a movie. <laughs> yeah you can search the database and find exactly what you're looking for because somebody will have written it 
So, um, I mean, you can I, go I to taste search, I think it is, where yeah, you look for movies or shows that are mm. similar to a category and they go on specific, yeah, like tags. And so you're just like, okay, movies about the IRA, movies about uh, parliament, movies about uh, yeah, this period or this historical settlement. And so, mm. yes, you'll get if you're looking for, say, maybe a war movie that's set in this setting, you're going to get yeah. just as many laughable, you know. Uh, mindless ones as you will probably a good one that's yeah. you know in hungary that played once on showtime mm. that no one has seen but everyone should <laughs> yeah i mean I, I i suppose i've i've got a bit of skin in the game in that sense because i've i've got one of my screenplays on the blacklist.com at the minute so oh um, congrats no really oh thank you that's stellar because not just anyone can get noticed for that and yeah it'd be nice to get a few more views though but uh it, it's a it's a film i wrote during lockdown it's called the lockdown it's basically set during the 2003 sars epidemic so um oh, wow. I, I i didn't want to write anything about the current uh sort of pandemic because i didn't think that would be right for a comedy film so i set it in 2003 so you need to kind of think uh bad neighbors or be kind rewind so okay. um so basically you you've got this um uh, perfect neighborhood uh, in the suburbs in Boston and then this horrible family come and move in and mm. uh, the neighbors all get together and all their house prices are dropping and they've no idea how they're going to deal with these people until one of them comes up with the idea of convincing them that there's a global pandemic and that they've got to go into lockdown okay <laughs> and so how does the neighborhood convince them that they've got to be in lockdown so this is where the be kind rewind kind of thing comes in and the playing the parts and i won't i won't sort of spoil it completely but it's yeah it, it, i reckon it could be made for under 10 mil so you know if anyone's oh, let's make it for ten thousand. <laughs> yeah it could be made for ten thousand dollars yeah so if we get the guy in from manos the hands of fate no you know, no let's he, get he an actual tv and... star who will work you know on the discount <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know but uh, yeah if anyone is interested it is on the blacklist.com so uh, do do have a look at it and let me know what you think by all means and all of your wonderful listeners as well if they want to pile in and have a, have a read <laughs> of it too but uh yeah it is it's 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 a it's a, a comedy and um it does sound we need like more of that but it had, does have a uh, act three has a heart of uh, heart of gold, so everyone will be weeping at the end, I'm sure, well, with laughter and and you know emotion too. So I think I've really sold it, haven't I? That's pretty good. I I want to <laughs> see this. Cool. Well, you know, like I say, ten mil, and and we we can make it happen <laughs> at least. And there won't be any CGI in it at all. No, it's um, going to go to the best of the best actors. <laughs> I think the most expensive thing in it would be a drone helicopter. That's basically well, it. There so, you go to get those yeah. kind of shots. And yeah. yeah, at least you can justify it like all these other guys. Oh, definitely. It, it does have better dialogue in it than uh, The Phantom Menace. I'll, I'll definitely Even say Troll that. 2. Where Even <laughs> Troll 2, yeah. Where people are literally just shouting out their lines when they're supposed to just be dramatic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, this has been a delight. Uh, oh, anything you. else you want to promote before we go? 
I don't really have anything else to promote. I'm still uh, still involved in the Sacred Cow podcast, which is what I was involved in <laughs> last time. Um, we've taken a bit of a break from it. So the first three seasons are still on Acast, iTunes, TuneIn, uh, and various other platforms. Uh, and our Daniel O'Donnell episode is on IndieDropping.com. Um but we've got a couple of episodes in the pipeline, but, uh, but like I say, it's, uh, you know, real life kind of intervenes and then uh, all of a sudden you're not as busy as you were before. But, uh, but yeah, so if you want to check out some pretty hot comedy, then definitely the sacred cow podcast is a place to go to. Um, I don't have anything else to, uh, Oh, I've got, I'm, I'm selling some kittens at the minute. I don't know if that counts as a plan. Oh, well, I mean, I hope they get a home. Yeah. Yeah. We got, so we got idiots f- who will buy yeah. you know, animals, but not know that it means responsibility. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, if, if your listeners, uh, in, in the States are interested, obviously we could FedEx them over if you, if you like. So we'll just <laughs> cut, we'll cut holes in the box, you know, and, and stick a bit of cat food in with them and see, see if they last the journey. But, uh, you know, we, um, we, we, we don't accept returns, unfortunately. So, uh, but they're very cute kittens. So I suppose that that is something else I can plug there, but, uh, I hope you don't get deluged with people saying how awful it is that British people are happy to sell kittens via, via FedEx. Yeah, no, that's not. I'm, I am. Only <laughs> All joking. British people are pigs. It's like, yeah. Don't, don't you mean Americans? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, we kill them first before we send them because otherwise, it would just be cruel. So you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh man, thanks for being on here and delivering some great humor <laughs> yeah and I, and I hope everything turns out all right in your neck of the woods with p- politics and uh and everything uh, else i'm so done with it i'm just like keeping my head yeah. low and just hoping that they don't de-educate all these schools well i think that the trouble is is that people are now looking on um amnesty international to see whether or not the states is a viable holiday destination i mean you know i've had conversations with people who've said is it safe to go to the states on holiday and i mean it's just absolutely ridiculous to be thinking like that but i mean you know there are people who seriously saying well i I don't really want to go to the states until all of this is over but um right i'm sure it can't be that bad but i mean it's you know it's a sad state of affairs well, and especially when it gets to where it just seems mm-hmm. like everyone wants to contradict each other and yeah it used to be there were ways to change the conversation but now there's so much misinformation mm. to where it's like you just already know who you're not inviting over yeah to your place period whether it's thanksgiving or not it's like i practically cannot talk to this person they watch fox news all day they yeah believe info wars they i mean it's already bad enough with Julian Assange, where it's like yeah. he's showing people who are doing unprofessional things, but then mm. he's not only exploiting them, but then he's acting like he's any different. It's like yeah. you've done shady stuff your own self, dude. You just make money off it. And so mm. we uh we, we just all I'm just done with it. I'm just like yeah. it used to go back to just the first rule of debate. Don't make it personal, yeah. have a yeah. point, make your free points and then be done with it like an essay and unfortunately yeah. no one seems to have uh conjured up any of that it's all gotten down to 
mm-hmm. is like, well, I think you're fat and stupid. It's like, well, it's not yeah. a point. That's, no. that's a, I mean, Richard Hawes, I don't know if you listened to the DTV Digest, he, right. he reviews all kinds of short films and everything. Mm. And it, his fun factor when he goes on to all these bizarre, good or bad indies is that he loves mm. to just, or movies that went theatrical overseas, but Britain mm. got, you know, direct a video here or make the yeah. TV. He loves just deciphering a movie where it is like, is like at the end of the day, I'm not worried about the IMDb rating. I'm worried about mm. do, what do I feel? And if I yeah. feel nothing, then that's just bad enough. And yeah. I think everyone, when they're making a debate, they go on their gut instinct. They go on just what they're feeling in the moment and they are yeah. not thinking. And we unfortunately have had an increase in people who don't, who mm. kind of have tried to popularize being mm. like being a douche is okay. It's like, yeah. well, no, it's not. Nothing's changed. Not, no. Just saying, I don't care what anyone mm. else feels. And if they don't got a problem, mm. they can go F themselves. I'm like, well, yeah. So basically, I can't have a conversation with you at all. <laughs> no. I think what, what people should do is just get together get a birdemic out on dvd and just sit down and have a laugh and enjoy this and know how things can get so much worse yeah and then everyone will be friends again get get some chips and dips out and just remember when we're living this yeah and then everyone can come together and 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 like forget their differences there you go i've I've solved uh everything now you've solved it all my dude thank you ever so much being on here all right and it's been brilliant thank you very much you be safe I will be, you too. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.